Greetings fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension and welcome to the greatest show in the galaxy. I am Dr. Funkenstein and joined as always by the man old enough to be your messiah is Mr. Mike Mould. How are you sir? I'm not a Saigon. <laughs> he's not a Saigon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Spikus and so is my mother. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. The Saigon invasion and the Saigon inversion. Um, I have to be honest, this was kind of, the, of the two parts, this is the one I was kind of like, hmm, not sure how this will turn out, but um, I don't, could this possibly be the best two-part we've had of this series? Wow, do you know what, I'm, I'm really torn about this, I mm. must say, because um, I was really struck by, like, the first episode really kind of struck me as like, this is like maybe the most un-Doctor Who episode of Doctor Who I've ever watched. Hmm. It was like Doctor Who does 24. <laughs> <laughs> I kept expecting to walk into CTU and listen to those bloody phones go burp, 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 like that. Capaldi <laughs> yells, as, yells to be told where the bomb is. <laughs> yeah, it shoots people in the kneecap and makes them swallow a towel. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, I, I really was like, it kind of struck me, um, and as well this kind of, this whole thing that they did with the narrative of kind of splitting them up into three things, that you had what um, the Doctor was up to, what the Clara was doing, and what Kate was doing, in, mm -hmm. in truth or consequences, and um, yeah, I just thought it was it was such a different approach to, to, to an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, it was really kind of out of left field experimental episode almost. Yeah, without it's like being like obviously so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because mostly yeah. next week we've got Sleep No More, which is the found footage mm. show. Um, but yeah, this this one was wow. I mean, it's like, I mean, where'd you start? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it really is. It is one of those. It's. I think um, that I saw a, it was either a comment on it, it wasn't on Facebook. It was a comment on one of the, sort of like a review or on Twitter or something. Mm -hmm. People saying that we're going to be talking about this two part for years, and I really agree. I've just mm. actually when I was thinking about coming when we were coming to do these these episodes, I was I was kind of almost quite intimidated by how much to unpack there mm. is in all of this. Yeah, because uh, I mean it's, it's pretty jam packed. I mean. I suppose, like, sort of the big sort of elephant in the room, or well, one of them anyway, is there's been a lot of, like, especially with the Zygon invasion, mm. um, there's a lot of talk about this sort of like, being parallels to, like, things like ISIS and, mm. uh, you know, they even use, like, the terms, like, radicalization yeah, um, and with the Zygons and a very sort of us versus them sort of, and the whole immigration thing, the migration, the migrants, um, the refugees crisis that's ongoing i mean this is like really sort of like on the pulse yeah it really is Doctor i mean you, you you mean obviously these are these are issues that have been going on you know for a couple of years now so mm -hmm. it, it's not difficult to write something like this but yeah but for doctor who to kind of so strongly address and not not like subtly either but like oh, no. very very clearly address <laughs> it i mean you've got you know You've got Zygons making a hostage video with bloody Osgood in it, but with a with a flag with a black flag with white writing on it. Yeah, it might hell, as well man. just have ISIS was ear on it. <laughs> you know, it, it it really was very on the nose. And I mean, because we've had we've had stories which have had a political kind of taint before. I mean, that like Sunmakers, mm -hmm. Green Death, obviously mm -hmm. the environmental stuff. But I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near as in your face as Invasion was. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I don't really think like things like those were particularly subtle to begin with, but well, I think I think I think it's because it's more sort of like this was such a recent thing. 
Mm. It's right right now. I mean, especially with, you know, you've you've got this kind of thing. I mean, obviously, you know, is that the the Zygon town was, you know, the the place they taken over was kind of in Fakistan, you know, but um, (laughs) yeah, the the training camp, the training camp. That's what they call it. Yeah, like really, and you know, they're sitting there getting a drone ready to bomb it. Yeah, that's (laughs) what is going on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if... I mean, I'm not really sure who... Part of me is like, who are you aiming this at? Hmm. Are we are we talking to the kids here? Like, hey, kids, think yeah. about the, the, the kind of the dual nature... Or not even the dual nature, but the, sort of the, the weird kind of double thing that goes into, you know, the terrorisms and all that sort of thing. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was... I'll just say, I mean, it really kind of took me a step back as to how... You know, like say the like how on it it was for this one. It yeah. really was sort of like obviously, and it was very plainly nailing its. I mean, no, I mean it wasn't sort of making a judgment. Obviously, the doctor is there to sort of desperate to enforce the peace and mm-hmm. stop a the drone flattening this town. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. So much for the ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. So much for the ten minutes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really was sort of like you know. You know, the, the sort of obviously the the whole idea of protecting our freedom and you mm. know drone terrorism's is bad and drones are bad and all this sort of thing. I mean, it really was kind of like it was one of those ones. I kind of watched this. I watched in Saigon Invasion mm-hmm. with kind of my jaw on the floor almost. Yeah. Um, especially with Clara bombing a plane out of the air. Yeah, that was the other thing. Right, let's talk about that a second because I okay. feel like it really kind of wrecked my shit a bit because, right, okay, so if you're listening to this episode months from now or something like that, on the day mm-hmm. that Zygon Invasion went out, mm-hmm. um, earlier that day, Egypt Air Flight was downed mm-hmm. or came down over the Sinai Peninsula in Egypt. Yeah. And at the time... ISIS or ISIL or one of their many sort of splinter branches, which one of which apparently an affiliate branch operates in in the Sinai Peninsula in Egypt, mm-hmm. were claiming that they had taken this flight down. Yeah. And they said, we're not going to tell you how, LOL. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was pretty much dismissed out of hand that this was done by some sort of service to air missile because the plane was cruising at an altitude that you can't hit with a service to air missile unless you have one of those big truck ones, not a mm-hmm. shoulder mounted one, which is all they've got. Yeah. Right? So that was out of the window. Then a week later, when the recap went out and the beginning of the inversion started, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, someone at the Daily Mail realised what had happened. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and and the Daily Mirror also realised and took this as an opportunity to give the Doctor Who and the BBC a right kick in and found some fans Uh, in inverted commas to be outraged about this right okay so we have to take the benefit of the doubt. This was this was like written and filmed months before this even happened. Beta Meinhof way. It was just one of those things of something happens and an identical thing happens. Mm-hmm. It felt the if you've never heard of that expression, the Beta Meinhof complex. It's like um, this thing of I'm sure everyone's seen it that you learn about something and then you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. In every book you read, it's in the newspaper, it's on telly. Mm-hmm. It's like that sort of weird coincidence thing. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's entirely that. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm trying to like think like 
um, was when you, uh, the whole robot of Sherwood thing about the beheading. Yeah. Now, that, I, I, was that yeah. like the the actual beheading was like a couple of weeks before? Yes. It, no, right. it, it, okay. was, was it, it wasn't a couple of weeks. It was much sooner because yeah. they, they made the decision to cut the beheading scene mm. out of very close to transmission. Yeah, so that's what I, that's what I was trying to like uh, film away towards. Was just like maybe this was a case of like the BBC might have cut this out if... If, if this hadn't happened, like, within, I don't know, 24, 48 hours of, like, the actual plane going down, then this might have been cut. But because it was so close to, like, the 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 transmission or, you know, yeah, just unfortunate circumstances, like we say, that's how it ended up being left in. You know why I think it was left in, actually, as well? No, Sam. No British people on that flight. That's very true. If there were British people on that flight, if it was a British tourist plane, mm-hmm. they would have cut that. Oh, yeah. I think the fact that it wasn't, and this is a British... T- and, again, there was no suggestion, uh, and, and most security people scoffed at the idea that this plane was taken down by a service wear missile, which it is in the show. Mm-hmm. So, because they're not similar, I think it would have been a, a thing of Clara had put... There was a bomb in the hold of the plane, yeah. which... Well, I think the, the general consensus is what happened to that plane now. Yeah, I think that's I what mean, it but is. But again, on the day, there was no suggestion of that. On the day, it was it was people saying technical failure, technical failure. Mm. Okay, so, so yeah. yeah so. so there was no reason to, apart from the fact the plane goes down in both in both instances, mm-hmm. so it wasn't a plane full of tourists, it wasn't, no. um, in the show, it wasn't a plane full of tourists. So they didn't go down in similar circumstances, Obviously, you know, any sort of intelligent adult's going to go, well, he'll get out of it. <laughs> um, you know, so I think that they were disparate enough things mm-hmm. uh, and there was none, no sort of British involvement in it. I think that the BBC went, well, leave it in. Mm. And it's much more fundamental to those two episodes than the beheading scene in Sherwood. Oh, yeah. If they say it had to have cut it that it would have made no sense no you would have been very confused or it would have been very sort of sloppily edited to try and cut out the, the actual the explosion yeah. yeah um but yeah i think that that's but i mean fuck the daily mail and fuck the mirror yeah. for trying to exploit this terrible awful event and the doings of pricks um into cheap clicks so yeah. fuck y'all i i would probably straight uh, face a bit stronger than pricks but yeah yeah, yeah. A slightly decent podcast yeah, I was going to say, I'm aware that they're, they're, I have been told off once by Casey of <laughs> it goes nothing fame um, for my F and Jeffrey in front of his children. So sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, um, but, yeah. Yes, exactly. But no, I mean, my, my blame goes squarely on those tabloid rags for mm. trying to manufacture outrage where there is none. Yeah. Um. So anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. But I must say, right, mm. so when we went into Invasion... Yeah. Like I say, I think the episode, although I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. kind of almost didn't work for me because of how odd it was in terms of what we understand from how Doctor Who is structured and how we expect a story to go. Because there's like no forewarning. Not that there was no forewarning, but I just... Caught you by surprise. Yeah, it was just as the narrative developed, and like I say, this sort of three-way split of the narrative, and because like I say, it was so on the nose with all the stuff with drones and terrorist training camps and mm. this whole idea that, you know, terrorism versus freedom fighting and all this sort of thing. It's, mm. um, and, you know, as well, this is whole idea of, you know, that this is a small minority of Zygons, not all of them. Yeah. 
But the uh, problem, I think the problem I had with that bit was, you know, you didn't really see the ones. You I mean yeah, got you got in this this one guy in inversion mm. who was who just wanted to like live a normal life. He just wanted to just like live in peace. But in invasion, you didn't really get any Zygons who were particularly, you know, yay, we like living here. You know, because mm. I mean, yeah, you have the doctors talking to the two commanders who are disguised as the little girls. But mm-hmm. they blow him off. They just go, no, it's all right. We've got it. We've sorted it, even though they clearly haven't. Um, and the rest are all sort of like, you know, truth or consequences. You know, we want to, you know, let Zygons be Zygons. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, if I, I didn't, if I didn't make that joke, I don't think I'd live myself. Um, but, <laughs> well, I was going to do it if you weren't, so carry uh, on. <laughs> well, fair enough. But, you know, like, like I say, that's, that's you know it's all it's mostly the evil zygon so this whole sort of like there are good and evil sides like the two osgood say in when they're introducing the box yeah it's it sort of falls a bit flat you know i think again i think that unfortunately even though this was a two-parter it's a case of pacing i think if they'd had sort of a couple of scenes with the rank and file zygons if Mm. you like who are living you know you know just being ordinary human so to speak yeah um it, it just i think it would have just i think narratively they couldn't really have made it flow nicely mm. um but as i say i mean it sort of almost reminded me i was gonna say again with the insanely obscure x-files references particularly the <laughs> the te- when kate goes to truth or consequences mm. there is an episode of the x-files called roadrunners it's um season Eight, I want to say, beginning near season... Yeah, it is season eight. Right. And it's one where Scully ends up in a dusty town, uh, sort of by herself, mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by um, unpleasant and <laughs> unpleasant um, locals. <laughs> and um, it was the whole time I was watching um, watching that, I was thinking, oh, Roadrunners, are they going to put water in a gas tank? Like, what happens to Scully in that one? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was just such a sort of a... It's such a swerve away from what we expect with Doctor Who. It's a thing of like, you know, we have companions who are all together all the time. Mm-hmm. But the Doctor going, right, I'm going to Fakistan. You do that. And then you do this, Clara. You know, you mm. you and what's her face from Bugs go and sort out the entirety of London. <laughs> we'll leave you in charge of unit. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm not sure about, I buy that this whole, that Clara's kind of sudden elevation within unit. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, because, you know, there's this thing of, like, she's got access to the Black Archive. She knows yeah. about boxes. She essentially, like I say, Kate's gone, so she, mm-hmm. and Doctor's gone, so she essentially takes command of unit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't... Is Martha don't... on holiday? I don't... <laughs> no, I don't think Martha's part of the unit anymore, though, is she? You... Oh, no, she, that's right. She buggered off to torture, didn't she? Sort um, well, uh, sort of, and then she married Mickey... Uh, as per the end of time. Yeah, that's right. And Anna. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she, oh, yeah, yeah, she was doing Yeah, okay, yeah, so it was somewhere else, yeah, fair yeah, enough. So she, she got randomly married to Mickey. Oh, yes, of course she did, my bad. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, I just feel like, is there someone sitting off his game, Clara, like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, did any of the previous companions have this level of access to... No, uh, I mean, no. the fact that, you know, basically, who's got access to the Black Archive? Her, the Doctor, and Kate. Uh, yeah, I mean, you think you need someone else, surely. Yeah, it's, really. 
because I mean, if any, like, they could all three of them could be incapacitated. It's like, well, shit. Now do I do it? Yeah, now what? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of the thing that Rich used to say on Make It So mm-hmm. about when Picard is out there, sort of making decisions. He's like, if that was me, I, I'd have to call somebody. Things, the amount, the level of autonomy I have at my job is really vastly less than they. Have, yeah. it seems. Yeah, if, while we're on the subject of units, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can sort of like see now where the Doctor doesn't get his dislike of soldiers from, because those soldiers who... Wait. Oh, fuck me. Okay, so, you've got this person appears before you. You know, you've got weapons trained on them, claiming to be your mother. You know it is a trap, right? You know that person cannot possibly be your mother. Mm. You know that if you go into that church, you will fucking die. Yeah. And what do they do? They go in the church. Because of course they do. Is oh. there not a... Like, I feel like there should be like a unit platoon of orphans. God! Do you know what I mean? Just you, you, They should have like the no family platoon. Yeah. The sociopath platoon. Like the no mate... The Billy no mates platoon. <laughs> to send into these situations where there are doubles. Right? So they don't yeah. no like anybody. So... Yeah. But I mean... But I mean, you know... Okay, fair enough. You don't want to shoot, you know, this person who you know is an alien, but it's a person. Really looks like your mum. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. You don't want to shoot him in the face. Don't go in the fucking church. You should shoot him in the kneecap. Don't. Okay. Yeah. Just hold them at bay. Don't go into what you know is a fucking trap. Just go and punch him out. Just Uh, come out. You haven't got to kill him. Just punch him. Oh my god. (laughs) It was quite dumb. And, you know, the fact, I feel like the commander's hanging around the corner. Like, you know, she was literally over there. Yeah. I was like, just go out there and tell her myself. <laughs> or just jump out and mow them down before, while they're having a, walk, a chat about it. Oh, God. Also, we have to, have, to um, have a quick shout out for the commander. It's another uh, thick of it reunion. Yes. Uh, Rebecca Front. Who, yes, uh... brilliant. <laughs> nice. Um, she didn't... Uh... Oh, no, that's right. She she uh, went to do the uh, drone strike, didn't she? She did. She buggered off to do the drone strike. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't see much of her. No, well, I think that she had about a, a lot of idiots, I think, for the day. And just <laughs> like, screw you, bomb everybody. I'd <laughs> <laughs> um, say she didn't... I'd say I'm not uh, entirely convinced about Rebecca Front as a, you know, a colonel, really. She's not very sort of military-like. But, I mean, mm. she's fab anyway, so we'll give her a pass. Yeah. Um, so what did you make of I mean because I keep going on about it so what did you make of this whole like let's split up gang yeah it's 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 kind of weird I mean yeah it makes sense so you, you get like more feet on the ground so you can try and get to the, the truth of what's happening but you know you're sending Kay in alone I mean yeah right. this. I mean okay I think Zygon said you know come alone but you know I mean you, you've got a shape-shifting alien race who can duplicate you, and you know this, and they're pretty damn dangerous. You, why would you not have some backup somewhere? Well, exactly. Or why wouldn't you go in with an artillery strapped to your back rather than just a pistol? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, as we find out from the Saigon version, that's all she needed. You know, yeah. they better be all five rounds rapid. Yeah, Kate is Kate is double hard, to be fair. Oh. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. give her um, that. So, did you, when we were getting to the end of Saigon Invasion... Did you like sort of know that was the real Kate, and she was just? 
Um, I suspected that was the real Kate, mm. I must say. I mean, because obviously she is alone in truth or consequences. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, because shout out to that trivia, actually, because that's one of my, I mean, I, I'm not like Clara and memorised the whole of Trivial Pursuit to cheat, but I do know about Truth or Consequences. And it is a real town ah. that really changed its name for a game show called Truth or Consequences. It's in New Mexico. Lovely. Facts. Take that to the bank. But I mean, I'm sure they haven't got signs up saying no dogs, no English. <laughs> no Zygons. No Zygons. Yeah, no, but it was a little bit disconcerting to go into a town where it's full of English people that have fucked them all up. Yeah. Actually, um, was there, did you notice there was a picture of Missy on the wall? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that. I think there was. Oh, okay. I was just like very clear. So I think it was very in the back, and it's like, it was like, who's that? Ah. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure Missy would object to being called English, and she's got a Scottish accent. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it was just quite sort of disconcerting, obviously, watching it as an English person. You would think, hey, well, surely we are welcome everywhere. We would go <laughs> in this town, and we have say, so to say no English. <laughs> but very nerve. I bet they haven't got any tea, or it's all shit tea. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they haven't even got any nice tea. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so um, so apart from my increase, I mean, because actually there was some nice, there was a nice bit of narrative work in Invasion as well. The, the whole bit where Clara kind of impassively watches a child being dragged off. Because mm. I'm watching that time thinking, hmm, what? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're just cool with this now, are we, Clara? We're fine. And then obviously it's revealed quite early on in inversion that mm. um, it, that was her uh, her duplicate mm. who was fine with it. So it makes sense. Yeah, but uh, I was trying to think like before she got uh, duplicated. I mean, what was, it, what was it? I think she checks her phone and she's like missed 114 calls from the doctor or something. Yeah, but Which she was, she does call him back. Yeah, but, um, but that, that was kind. Of, I thought that was kind of strange. That was a yeah. bit out of character for her, even like before she got zygoned. Um because normally she'd within one or two she'd be going, "Yep, be right, be right there, be right there." Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I think obviously it was just a, a thing to say. You know, something's up and it's urgent because the doctor felt the need to call 114 times. Yeah. Um. um yeah, I mean, so make of that what you will. I mean, I think it was just obviously to try and, you know, impart the urgency of the situation. Mm. Um, so what about, okay, so move, sort of we're going to be jumping between invasion and inversion, I think, quite a lot with this this mm. stuff. Um, but what did you make of the, Clark, I, it was some of my favourite stuff in the episode, just to put myself out there for that, but the Bonnie and Clara... Mm. facing off stuff yeah i did like i did like the the calls call back to last christmas when the uh, clara checked the newspaper in the yeah. pre-title sequence that was good and um um okay i'm gonna have to <laughs> sorry about this but um evil clara mm. <laughs> just, a, just a bit i have to be honest it's I'm... a marvel what i makeup can do isn't it yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i mean um I, I thought that the way that they sort of used the that this whole double things and like the the scene where she's trying to tell her she's lying and you know keeping mm-hmm. uh keeping her finger on the pulse and that stuff i think that was quite clever yeah. although i do remember thinking at the time not if you held a gun to my head could i blind text yeah. somebody yeah i'm awake <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I my like most people these days, my phone is basically welded to my hand at this point. Mm-hmm. 
but not you couldn't not to save my life could I do it yeah. even if I wanted to you could probably get away with it if it was like one of your more like older style mobile phones not like like the iPhone that uh, Clara had, like a, actually has a keyboard Blackberry. Yeah, not like a, like a BlackBerry or an iPhone, which actually has a keyboard. If it were just mm. like the usual sort of alphanumeric input, then yeah. Screwed. Mate, I can't do it <laughs> when I can see it, let alone <laughs> blind. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, but it's a bit of a push. But like I say, you know, doing it on a keyboard, an actual like touchscreen keyboard is, I would think, is impossible. Tricky. Yeah. But eh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, but I'm, I must say, it's all, I mean, with that, it was kind of an, another expression of something I think people find difficult about Clara's character is the sort of practically perfect in every way, Clara, mm-hmm. who can sort of do everything, you know, is, is the boss of unit now or very <laughs> high up like. in unit is, you know, <laughs> can do all this stuff, can foil Bonnie, a, 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 you know, a swoop, you know, <laughs> stay calm and cool under pressure, you know, being held in a Zygon egg pod thing, you yeah. know. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, it is getting a bit much. Well, it's probably always been a bit much, but uh, it's. I think it's even more egregious now. <laughs> I mean, that, that was just kind of uh, sort of a you know a hot example, if you will, mm. of that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think I want to talk now about the return of Osgood. Hooray! Hooray! Yes, indeed. I mean, um, I she so great, so great in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she was fabulous god bless her yeah um yeah the the saying um the, she won't be back she'll probably be back but she won't be back as a companion but to be honest i don't want ingrid oliver as a companion i want her to be the next doctor i'm putting that down right now okay i, th- I think she'd be great yeah she probably would be great in the big chair yeah um, um so the one thing I was, uh, what I did like about Osgood this time around is um, she, she always manages to swerve the question of whether she's the real one or the Zygon. I love that. She, she sticks to her guns. You'd think yeah. that even at the very end she would go, yeah, I'm the real one or yeah, I'm the Zygon or whatever. But um, so which, which one do you personally think she is? I think she's the Zygon. Do you? Yes. I I kind of I had a feeling she might actually be the real one because if you notice when Bonnie takes the form of Osgood at the end, mm. she's wearing Sylvester McCoy's question mark jumper, mm. and the other Osgood in the the video when they're introducing the box is also wearing the question mark pullover, and okay. the Seventh Doctor is always a bit of a trickster. He plays mind games, manipulates things, so. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm reaching a bit. I'll admit, but I kind of wonder whether that's maybe a little bit of a hat tip to saying that that is the Zygon Osgood. Mm. I think. So I mean, my so my thing of saying that she is she's insisted won't answer the question mm-hmm. is because she's the Zygon. Mm. It, it's really as simple as that. Yeah. It, I feel like obviously. I mean, because. The human one was there first, yeah. and I, you know, I know that obviously they, you know, it's sort of implied that they developed this almost kind of this sort of twin relationship. Mm. Very that, much, you know, so. yeah. very much, you know, almost symbiotic, and it, it's it, it was kind of sort of it's so profound 
this this relationship mm-hmm. that when one of them died, the other one just kind of went a bit off grid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like, and as well, if 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 she was the inverted commas real Osgood, mm-hmm. um, I, just, I don't know. I just feel like if, if you know, if obviously they didn't know about this thing when Missy killed the killed the Osgood on the plane. Mm. Because, I mean, I just feel like, you know, there would have been something about it. You know, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I just feel like that there was this whole thing of like, I'm not going to tell you and I'm only ever going to tell you when the question doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that's that's a really, like, that's a great sentiment for many, a, 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 an issue that we have in today's society. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just made me think she's the psychon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm just reaching with my theory. Yeah, or so am I. Yeah. At the end of the day, it actually it doesn't really matter. Like, no, it doesn't says. matter. That's the point. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, well, mind you also, you could sort of think, well, if Bonnie, we know that Bonnie is the Zygon, yeah. is the new Osgood, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the new spare Osgood. Yeah. So <laughs> would you have two Zygons guarding the peace? Hmm. That's the thing. I mean, because it's, um, yeah. it's a peace treaty between the humans and Zygons... So you need one of each, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Mm. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I think I think the, one of the, the main sort of revelation of this episode, or especially inversion, if mm-hmm. we can call it that, because we knew he was good already. Yeah. But holy shit, Peter Capaldi! Fucking hell, man! That speech. I mean, um, the speech under the Black Archives has mm-hmm. got to be. It, it was almost kind of transcendental. Yeah, it was. It was so profound, and you really get you. You sort of you understand. I felt like I understood his doctor so much better after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because a part of me watching this was like I couldn't really sort of get why he was so uh, so determined to make this work. Mm. I just think I mean, because you know, as they were going to the black archive, I just thought, mate, this is a busted flush. Yeah, just give it up. I mean, because I feel like. All the nearly all the other doctors, especially classic series ones, would have gone open fire on these guys because I mean, being a human, yeah, you're sort of on Team Kate for. I mean, I found myself on Team Kate for a bit of this because part of me was like, they started it and they're gonna fuck us up, so we're gonna have to do something about it, mm. right? And you know, then we get to the thing in the back archive and the doctor starts speaking, and I was like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Especially when, you know, he's talking about the whole thing of, like, you don't know what's going to happen, and whatever happens, we're always, we're always going to end up where we would have gone from day one, which is back to talking. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the old Winston Churchill quote, the George or not war, war. Mm-hmm. And he's right, and you get it. You know, you, you understand, you say you so profoundly understand this, this person who's been through so much and has seen so much destruction and death, been through wars, been on the front lines, been there, done it. And never wants to do it again or yeah. be there when it happens again. Exactly. And I also thought it was quite interesting that the Osgood boxes did look very much like the moment. Mm. You know, the 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 one box with the button that is, he very nearly pushed. Mm. And so it's kind of like he made them as a reminder to himself mm. that there's always another way. There's, there's always a, a, a workaround. It's not, it's not the be all and end all. Mm. And um, I, I, the fact that actually the, the both the Osgood boxes were just you know fakes, 
there's nothing to them. They're just two boxes with a with two buttons on. And even if somebody mashed one of those buttons, nothing would happen. It's it's very much him. It's very much the Doctor. Mm. It's very much like forcing the the situation to like end amicably because yeah. you know the the options they're given are, are terrible. Kate's got the box that could either annihilate London or annihilate a species. Mm. Bonnie's got the box that will either you know reveal all the Zygons and then you really do drop them in the shit because people are going to freak the hell out and you know there'll be just mass murder or there's the button that will actually strip them of what they actually are it'll it cancels out their ability to change form and you know obviously you know we do have the i mean it's entirely feasible that the the unit one the unit god's good box is the more feasible because you know there's mention of a self-destruct mechanism in the black archives we saw it in day mm. of the doctor and it's not unreasonable that harry sullivan nice shout by the way yes might have created a countermeasure to the zygons after having you know been through terror of the zygons so but the fact that you know it's it's entirely possible that the doctor like stripped the the nuclear warhead out of the black archives when nobody was known because who would remember it because he just just wiped their memories yeah exactly um so it's it's great it's sort of like you know there's, there's these options, but the real option is to just, you know, stop being dicks and just sit down and have a word with each other. Mm. Yeah. So I think the thing that really kind of the sealed that awesomeness for me was the fact that Bonnie wasn't like, I feel like in other episodes she would have been exiled or something, you know, mm. or, you know, like stick her in like, you know, the bloody phantom zone or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, they just, he just said, I'm going to sort it out. And you just go, and we'll be cool. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I did thought I did think it was a bit strange that Kate got her memory wiped still. Mm. Because I mean, she's the one who who stands down first. She is. She's the one who closed the box and go. You know, I'm not doing it. You know. So I don't know what that says. Um, I, I must say, I'm, I was sort of going, please, Kate, don't hit the button. Please don't hit the button. Yeah. Please don't hit the button. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's strange because ever since when the very first appearance, Power of Three, you know, she was very much about trying to make Unit more scientific than military. Mm. And, you know, it's not working for her, clearly. No, but I feel like that, again, because, you know, she's not the Doctor. She mm-hmm. is just, you know, although, because obviously with her family heritage. Yeah. You feel like, again, she's, she's just like a bird. She's just a bird, you know. I feel like that in this situation, mm-hmm. I think that she would have done anything but she kept was sort of like forced into this into this situation or mm. she felt like she was being forced into this situation by what the Zygons was doing because like I say it was all it was all easy before because mm. they, they you know this faction of the Zygons yeah decided on this course of action everything mm-hmm. was cool yeah and I did like that part of uh, Capaldi's speech when he sort of calls Bonnie out on it and he mm. says you know because basically the the Zygon's idea of war is just not like, cars. Basically, that's all. Yeah. That's all it sums yeah. up to. Just they're, not, they're yeah. not happy with the loss. Which yeah, yeah which which you know, fair enough. Because it, it, I mean, going back to sort of the the whole thing with the immigration is, you you kind of giving up, kind of making this species sort of like, you know, give up their identities. Do you know what I mean? That they're, they're mm. sort of like they're they're assuming a, f- a form that's different to their own. 
which you know that's that's one thing and, and some are genuinely happy to do it you know like that got one poor bloke they saw mm-hmm. in Saigon Inversion so I mean it's not unreasonable for Bonnie's lot to go no why can't we just be ourselves but at the same time there is a sort of like a, so you do have to sort of like try and fit yourselves in because otherwise that'll only cause it, it's such a tricky it's a bit of a mind it's so tricky I mean it's yeah. again sort of talking about because obviously it's kind of it's obviously in, in a lot of you know developed and in inverted commas countries this mm-hmm. is a this is an ongoing issue. England especially, you know, there's a lot of... It's something that's always comes up mm-hmm. all the time. It's one of those easy things that people get scared about over here, taking our jobs and all this sort of thing. But, you know, it's it's been going on for a thousand years. Yeah. It's always been people coming here and settling here and, and that's why our country is how it is. But, well, I uh, mean, we've been going over other places. There and, and kicking the shit out of other I, people. And then, you know... So, you know, exactly. we, can't, we can't, you know, go... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. You know, know, half the stuff in our museums have been nicked from other people. Yeah. So land, land of f- fucking hope and glory. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, I've got family who've emigrated to other countries. My auntie and mm-hmm. uncle live in Canada. They have lived in Canada longer than they ever lived here. Yeah. But they still set fireworks off every Guy Fawkes night. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things of you know having to explain to their neighbours why they're doing. That. <laughs> they're randomly blowing up things in their garden on the fifth of November. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things of you you want to you want to embrace a lifestyle, but then you also want to celebrate your heritage. Or mm. you, you know, because say my auntie and uncle are dual passport holders, they still consider themselves British in some ways, Canadian otherwise. Yeah, you know, it's it's that sort of whole mishmash of things. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and again, it's it's it, I mean, because. It's, it's, a, it's just one of the issues in this yeah this episode i mean you know it's again you, you sort of obviously it's going on now you sort of could imagine that people if you if people in isis or isil or whatever you're supposed to call them now i don't know um you know they get to found their uh caliphate and you think well okay so there's uh no women no music no fun uh no nothing um now what mm. now what you're gonna do Yep. Yep. Don't know. <laughs> Shrug. Shrug. Don't know. Yeah. So I mean, and I mean, I, it was it was one of those episodes that I, I was quite happy that it didn't. I mean, obviously because uh, it, we had the Doctor solve the problem mm-hmm. via the medium of talking, which was fabulous. But I was quite, I was quite pleased that they didn't just sort of, apart from the Doctor sort of pushing for the peace, mm-hmm. it wasn't overtly saying drones are terrible or this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrible. It was just that this is the situation that we're in. It wasn't essentially making a judgment. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the good thing. It's like it's not like ah, oh, these are the bad guys. These are the bad guys. You know, it's it's. Don't you feel like in other episodes, in in previous Doctor incarnations, classic especially, mm-hmm. it would have been these are the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've said about uh, Warriors of the Deep. You know, the. Mm-hmm. The fifth doctor's always saying, "No, the Silurians are very peace loving, you know, very intelligent, and yet they're the ones starting shit." Mm. Yeah, so it's 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 nice that you know, I mean, yeah, okay, the Zygons could have been a little bit better represented by some, like we say, some more folks, you know, who just were quite happy with the lot, you know, they had somewhere to live, and all that. There weren't nothing, nothing. There was no trouble happening. Um, 
Well, that's the problem is, it's one of those things of, we aren't going to fix this on this podcast. No. Right? And I feel like almost some, and I feel like I'm kind of not directly talking about some of it, because I sort of feel just kind of awkward about it. Mm. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it's no, like, correct solution, if that makes any sense. It's just, it's, uh, it's sort of a case of you just, sometimes you just have to try and talk it out. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, but I, mean well, I think, mm. as well, I mean, because... When it comes to things like um, like terrorism and things like that, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, growing up in, in London in the late 80s and 90s and yeah. then the 2000s, we just live with the fact that this may happen mm-hmm. at any time. Yeah. Um, through the IRA and then other things other uh, groups and things like that. It just it, it just it sort of just drifted into the fabric of Mm. our lives essentially i mean because i worked when i worked in the city i worked in offices that were specifically built to resist bombs <laughs> going off outside them right okay you know and it was just, it was just one of those things of it was just it just kind of i mean as well i mean i was i saw uh again casey and boz from here goes nothing a little while ago we were in in town as i call mm. it as we all call it um and i was just commenting that there are bins there now and when i was growing up there was never any bins in case the terrorists put a bomb in it yes and it was just things that it's just you just sort of because I just kind of grew up with mm-hmm. that. I mean, and I thank God I was lucky that me or none of my family were sort of anywhere near them when they happened. Mm. I mean, we've had some close calls, but I think that's the thing. Virtually everyone yeah. who lived in London in that period of time, it was either a member of their family, you know, missed it by a day, or it was a friend of the you know, someone they worked with. It was just mm. it, it's just a thing that happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, on a personal story, you know. Remember that time I was in Boston. Yes, you were in Boston when the marathon when the, bombing happened. Yeah, um, and it was yeah. my hotel was literally like around the corner and down a few blocks away from where it actually happened. Yeah. So, and I don't know if it's just because we're older now and we sort of obviously we we're obsessively grown ups and we have to pay attention to these things. You know, we watch men to watch the news and be concerned citizens. Mm. But I feel like the the narrative of the media and the politicians is, you know, this is so much more scary and there are terrorists hiding in the drains under your house. And, um, you know, they're trying to make it scarier so Mm -hmm. that we're fine with, you know, ideological forever wars. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, after 9-11 happened, there was a lot of people who, like, would say to us, you know, are you not, oh, you're not worried about flying or anything like that? I mean, there was a few times we've actually flown on, like, 9-11 on, like, the anniversaries. Yeah. And people have gone, God, have you not been worried? And we've gone, no, because, you know, the security is going to be absolutely, like, tight as anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the things, like, governments try and push through in the names of, in the means of combating terrorism, I mean, like, look at, like, the Snoopers Charter and things like that. Oh, yeah, I would say if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know about this insanely draconian, going to keep all of our internet data and all this sort of thing that they're they're trying to push through in this country at the moment, uh, check it out and be horrified. Um, I don't know who I feel sorry for, all the people at GCHQ are going to have to sift through endless links of Reddit, Facebook and (laughs) eye-watering pornography. (laughs) How many sandwiches will they read about? I've had this today, yum! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So many Instagram pictures of people's dinners. And, you know, literally, if anyone looks at my browsing history, it's like, oh, my God, she spends all her time on RNFL and pictures of her dumb cat. <laughs> I'm looking up how to cheat at video games. <laughs> my, my my internet history as of late has been, like, for the last, like, six months or so, it's just been Splatoon. <laughs> 
fucking love that game. Oh, I was say, well, say, the problem is, you know, everyone's too busy playing Fallout 4 to give a shit about anything, so they're yes. just pushing all this stuff through. I know. Damn it. It's like they know. It's a, you know, but the thing is, it's one of these things that it makes you believe in the Illuminati and things like that, doesn't oh, it? Christ. You know, it's just... They, well, actually, no, it's, it, I, I think the part of the reason why people believe in this stuff um, is because it's easier. Yeah. You know, it's like it's so much. It's so much easier to just think. Yeah, lizard people definitely run the world and tell us so via the medium of Beyonce music videos, um, <laughs> rather than believe that the world is a scary place yeah. that's, made, that's chaotic and run by pricks. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about Doctor Who at all anymore. Yeah, you're listening to the Daily Politics. Um... Yeah. Um, let's have a think. Is a something? I mean, what what? I mean, with these, with these episodes, I really felt. I mean, because part one didn't grab me. I'm gonna just put that out there straight there. I mean, I enjoyed it, mm. but I was gonna say it didn't grab me as much as any of the other episodes have so far. Then I was totally, I was so into in, inversion. I kind of liked them both. Mm. I think, um, yeah, in, invasions like with the whole. It's like, oh, why are you going there? Are you sort of nature of it was like off-putting, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't hate it. But I was, it was quite sort of like, I mean, I don't know. There's probably some people going, oh, it should be a children's show. Why are you putting all this politics? But you know, it's kind of the world we live in. Um, mm. But you know, it's I, I, I really enjoyed these. Oh, I, I really, for, I, for I enjoyed all, both yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. But, for all, um, like I say, invasion was sort of like, whoa. Okay, um, mm. you know what I mean. It's like, uh, but nah, this is really solid. Yeah, I mean, I've, I it was really solid, but I think the inversion really put it over the mm. the, the um the thing. It was kind of when I mean, because I remember looking at the time when Capaldi's speech started. Yeah, thought, oh, there's quite a lot of episode to go. Mm-hmm. He just he just bossed that last ten minutes of the whole episode. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like. like that was like uh, ten minutes long, wasn't it? It's like, it's, it but, was. But it's like he didn't notice. I didn't notice that it was ten minutes long. No. Because he just so. Oh God, we've never had it so good, have we? We have never had it so good. It was kind of. It, it, I've been dying to get this metaphor in for a couple of weeks. So you're going to get it okay. now. Okay. It's Go all for it. a bit like um, when you, if if anyone was like me and watched wrestling back in the day, it <laughs> okay. was kind of like hearing Steve Austin's music kick in. Yeah. It's like hearing the glass shout and you think, oh, daddy's home. <laughs> JR going, my God, that's Steve Austin's music. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, uh, do you want to do some scores then? Score it up. Okay. Uh, I think I was probably give it a nine. I, this, I think, I think the, sort of the, the somewhat heavy-handedness of Invasion stops from being a 10 mm. but i could very easily give it a nine i think with me i'm sort of in the realms of an eight for invasion mm. just because it just didn't quite gel for me um sort of for reasons we talked about yeah it was very disparate yeah but then inversion comes along mm. and rocks my fucking world yeah and so i'm at kind of a 10 with that yeah so I'm feeling like splitting the difference between the two, yeah. it's fine. Like Are you, you sort of I, in the place? You, or? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm sort of, I'm giving it the aggregate. Mm. Yeah, there's... Yeah, it's, yeah, 
Yeah, definitely, definitely a nine. Yeah, like I'm very much with you on on the two separate scores. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's I'm sort of kind of amazed by Peter Capaldi who just comes and just wrecks yeah. my face off with his awesomeness every week at the oh, moment. Man. So good, you know. It, it sort of is one of those things of like. You know, people who people who like sport and things will, will know this feeling of like when you get someone on your team who's super good, mm-hmm. you're like, he's gonna go. Yeah. Gonna lose him soon. Someone else will take him. Yeah. It sort of feels I feel, feel like that at the moment. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean especially I mean, because, I mean even the Daily Mirror, them again. Um yeah. like putting rumours out that oh, you know, Capaldi wants to spend more time with his family and he wants to do some directed gigs. Which you know what, that's fair enough because working on Doctor Who is a bloody hard gig. And I wouldn't blame him no. one, one iota. But I think both he and Moffat have come out and said, no, we're, you know, we're doing series 10. It's 13 episodes. Might not be out when you think it might be out, but it's happening. We're not, like, cutting the numbers down or anything like that. You know, I could see it sort of being much later in 2016 and it going over 2017. Mm. And the Christmas special being in the middle. middle. Yeah, so kind of like series 7. Yeah. I can yeah. see that happening. So give Capaldi some time off and time to do another project if he wants to, mm-hmm. and then start filming much later in the year. Yeah. So I can see something like that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at, um, as for the whole, oh, we're only doing, they're only doing so many episodes. Yeah, six no. was the rumour, I think, at one point. Yeah. Which, if they've been, like, feature length, okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, but, but I mean, I just something that I, I think that come, I sort of talk about a bit is that, we're still pretty lucky that Who is is still getting a, a season order like that. We can mm. so easily be in the Sherlock situation of getting three. Yeah. I've got some feedback. Go for it. Okay, so feedback from the Facebook page. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our mate Tony Boydell again. <coughs> so a couple of people left us fa- feedback after episode one and then again episode two. So mm-hmm. here's Tony's feedback just after episode one went out. Okay. Well, not sure about part one of the latest story. The doctor hanging around a playground talking to little girls, really? Bit of a misstep given these post-Rolf times, surely. Also, was was I the only one feeling this was a rather slow plod to invasion? Lots of soldiers disobeying orders are being turned into giant balls of steel wool for their trouble. The scene with the mother pleading to their son was terribly happy. <laughs> Sorry, the steel wool. Oh, God. It, it does look like that, yeah. to be fair. He's dead on with that. <laughs> The scene with the mother pleading to her son was terribly hammy, and we're all supposed to stay on the bake, stay on the off the bacon now, aren't we? <laughs> uh, devoid of any particular jeopardy, or, or none that I felt any empathy towards, and fake Clara's smug grin just looked like the real Clara's smug grin. So WTF? <laughs> Not sure how this story's going to pull itself out the doldrums. To be honest, worriedly awaiting part two, and then, and then he said after part two, okay, all is forgiven because of the daughter's war soliloquy. <laughs> Gotta love Capaldi, always most definitely forgiven. Enough said. Yeah, I think. Um, that's I, I don't know if I was I'm not as down as invasion as Tony was, but mm. um, yeah, it sort of reflected how I was feeling on that. Um, yeah, I do have to say though, um, fuck staying off the bacon. I'm having a bacon sandwich whether you like it or not. I don't right. care Screw you, the WHO. Oh, they'll probably just like turn around in a couple of months and go. No, actually, it's really good for you. Totally. Do you know mm. what? Everything like my nanny used to say: everything in moderation, including moderation. Well, everything's out to kill you anyway. So you know what. Even your own life is have to kill you. You're a long time dead, mate. Eat bacon. Yeah. May as well just, just get on with it. Do what you like. Well, it's better it... for you than smoking or drinking, and well, I, I'm yes. going to continue drinking, so... <laughs> well, especially you will be a Lions fan, won't you? Oh, one of seven. <laughs> Buy it. 
<laughs> oh, mate, Wembley. I was at that game. Oh, yeah. I was Wembley when they got tonked by the Kansas City Chiefs. I tried keeping an eye out for you. Yeah, I was in the. I was at the back crying. Oh. <laughs> Not really. No, no, no. We were having a good time. <laughs> it, it was still fun, even though they were awful. <laughs> Just really yeah. diabolically bad. <laughs> Although yeah. it did get me, give me a chance to sing one of my favourite football songs. Was we lose every week. We lose, <laughs> you're nothing special. We lose every week. <laughs> nice. Okay, so we've got some more more feedback here. Um, okay. One from Matt Zupka. Uh, hey, Matt. Um, Hello. So just a brief thing. So I can't decide if Capaldi playing guitar to open every episode is genius or getting old. Nah, still genius. Still genius. I still like it. And a couple of bits of feedback from the lovely Jonathan Wilkinson of um, Greatest Events in Sporting History. Jonathan the... Bloody Wilkinson. Jonathan Bloody Wilkinson, JBW himself. Um, after the first episode, he said, if they cure it with love, I'm going to hide, hide down the writers and burn them Wicker Man style. Great <laughs> set up. Um, and then after that, he said, Capaldi is awesome. Also, is it wrong to like evil Clara over normal Clara? No. <laughs> Which, it's no, I think totally you're... cool, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all for our feedback. Uh, thanks to everyone for giving us feedback. As always, uh, please continue to do so. So you can do that via the medium of our Facebook page, mm -hmm. like lots of other people have. Head over to Facebook in the search bar, type The Greatest Show in the Galaxy podcast. We should pop up, give us a like, and uh, scribble something on our wall. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Greatest Show Pod. You can follow us if you want. If you can leave us uh, comments. Also, we do have our email address, greatest show at simply syndicated.com. We'd like some more stuff there, please. Thank you very much. Hello. Yep, and also while you're on Simply Syndicated, do check out all the other great shows, and there's some merch available in the store. Do go and uh, spend some monies if you would be so kind. Thank you, please. Give us your monies. Yes, we need your monies. So need your monies. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. Um, yeah, so, so then. Dead. We need some more tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know quite what that was. <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> um, so I think we'd better wrap this up before we get into some questionable uh, <laughs> impersonations <laughs> of fictional meerkats. Um, so... <laughs> Oh dear. Um, that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. We should talk to you next. <laughs> uh, one of these days we'll end an episode properly. One of them, yeah, but that will not be today. <laughs> <laughs>